Testified, I'm flying above the circle. I got to find that watch as I plan to show you and I climbed up the ladder. They don't know just what I'm holding. Electrifying, lifting you up and over again. They can't define us and indestructible force to deal with. It never hurt us. There ain't no mercy out on the streets, but I'm with my brother. He tagged me and gets somebody beat up. You can't even see us, but we put you up and over again. Testified, I'm flying above the circle. the up and over podcast a professional wrestling podcast where a bunch of marks discuss pro wrestling where everything's a work and our opinions don't even matter firstly i'd like to introduce the eclectic duo from wilmington north carolina firstly big papa c that's my man Cortland. what's up and then i have the potential fourth man it's me austin but it'd be dallas not austin uh my man patty mills hey hey, hey how's it going Pat, I'm hoping you join us in Dallas, Texas for GCW's Collective, but that's a long story away. Uh, obviously, we're missing one of the five, so I'd like to give a good shout-out to our coffee-chugging Cadillac cowboy himself, old Ethan. Uh, he said, you know what? We did PWG last week. I'm not here this week. <laughs> <laughs> As always, we have our... Our fantastic curator, the man behind the Up and Over podcast, the man who puts in most of the work. That is, of course, the Bam Bam Bigelow enthusiast himself. That is Casey El Gordo Gringo. Today is my dog's birthday. What's his name? Her name? Uh, Owen. The greatest heart. (laughs) Owen is the greatest heart. Happy birthday to Owen on, uh, on the 2nd of March. He's four. That means he's 28. That means he's my age. Let's figure it out. Um, and then, of course, you have me. We're going to change it up a little bit here. Of course, it is I, the innovator of intros, the man behind it all. I had a guy tell me I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at my job today, and it pissed me off so bad it ruined my whole day, and here we are at almost 11 o'clock at night. You have no idea how hard it is being Mike Klinsky. The innovator of Fellas, before we talk about anything this week, I actually got a little piece of mail today. Uh, It's actually in this pocket. Take a peek real quick. Oh, so many pockets Um, for storage. Yeah, crazy. Two of them, right? Uh, Oh, this note here says, uh, at upandoverpodcast.com, you can go and buy all your Up and Over Podcast merchandise. We have t-shirts, crewnecks, hoodies, dad hats, trucker hats, snapbacks, fanny, fanny packs, sweatshorts, mugs, and... If enough people ask, potentially a bucket hat. Upandoverpodcast.com for all your merchandise. Support us, damn it. Today, we have ECW Heat Wave from 1998 on deck. Um, That is from the Hara Arena in Dayton, Ohio, August 2nd, 1998. But before we get there, Cortland, we have a couple pieces of business to attend to from the current week of professional wrestling. Yeah, we do, man. Let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Talk about the biggest chunk in news 
today being Wednesday, uh, just about 11 p.m. Just a few hours ago, we found out on national television, on TBS of all places, that Tony Khan <laughs> has purchased Ring of Honor. Oof. Um, and what a huge announcement that is, far from what people expected um, to be just a random announcement. Because Tony has so many big announcements. This, um, like, from dude, all this the... One, from all the speculation, the like this came out last. Yeah. Like basically today, people were like, "Maybe it's ROH." I don't know. Like it was like super last minute, but like holy shit, he bought all of it. All of it. So of like it. the hope, the hope was, I mean, at least from what I saw, was like, "Oh, we're gonna get a streaming service. We're gonna get uh, AEW finally having the rights to All Out. We're gonna, or All In, right?" Um, and then. All this stuff. Hopefully, he buys Ring of Honor's library. No, sir. Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. <laughs> the entire uh, company. <laughs> he, he bought. He bought it. the library, the intellectual property. The he property. bought fucking their yeah. equipment. Like, that <laughs> oh, yeah. said, if you got trash cans, I want them. I want all of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hope really cool things come from it. I'm glad that Ring of Honor is going to have um, selfless money given to that promotion. Hopefully, a lot of good things are obviously going to come from it. Production-wise, will obviously uh, start to change, and there, it's it's not going to feel like your Ring of Honor. But it's great that hopefully it continues, and we're not looking at one of those. We tried to make another brand; it didn't really work. Yeah. We're sorry. We got the library, though. Like, hopefully, it's not one of those things. Um, I'd love to see Ring of Honor continue, just like so many other pro wrestling fans. Um, but I think Tony Khan really does love pro wrestling. He loves that company, and I don't think he's just going to let it die, uh, especially when he has so much energy to put behind it. Uh, hopefully he just gets a good board of people that uh, really want to see it succeed, and they spend a good amount of time trying to make it succeed. Well, I, think... I mean, you got people like Excalibur, who is also on the board for PWG. Um, so that's an, another mind that's in multiple promotions he's always wrapped up in pro wrestling and he loves ring of honor yeah. uh, so hopefully he has his hand in it as well um, but dude like tony Khan said, there's 40 people signed to AEW right now yeah that have worked for ring of honor in some way uh so dude, it's just it's just huge yeah. man we got revolution coming this sunday um before we jump into that big week for them I, I just wanted to cover exactly what the presser said. Moments ago on AEW Dynamite Live on TBS, it was announced that Tony Khan has agreed to acquire the assets of Ring of Honor Wrestling Entertainment from Sinclair Broadcast Group, which was the parent company for a little bit. Um, if you go listen to anybody who was in Ring of Honor speak about Ring of Honor, the frustration was Sinclair bought them and then didn't have the, the resources available to dump into them, or they didn't want to invest those resources into Ring of Honor. Um so he purchased it from Sinclair Broadcast Group, including the promotion's extensive video library dating back to 2002, brand assets, intellectual property, production equipment, and more. Um, the acquisition will be completed through an entity that is wholly owned by Tony Khan, and further details about the extent of the acquisition will be announced in the coming weeks. Ring of Honor has an event running, I do believe, Saturday, uh, going head-to-head with, I think, GCW's Joey Janela Spring Break Night 1, um, which I think is also going to line... That might be Friday, then. Uh, they, I know that they're running. Um, 
over that weekend. They have uh, Super Card of Honor yeah. um, in Dallas. So it'll be interesting to see if that's like their like final goodbye or if that's going to be like the start of the next era of Ring of Honor. But I would love for that to stay its own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And AEW stay its own thing and maybe just share talent. But I, I don't find it as a coincidence that Jonathan Gresham was in building for AEW last week. Yeah. Last yeah. week. Yeah. Literally. And then this comes out. <clears throat> yeah. You got to meet your champion. Yep. Got to meet his champion, bud. Yeah. One of two. We talked about that in text message earlier. Um, oh, no, I talked about that with somebody else. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, Keeping they were like, uh, is Bandito your champ or is John Gresham your champ? They're both kind of the champ. So, um, hopefully, Ring of Honor stays doing its thing. Uh, Cortland, you mentioned uh, AEW Revolution this Sunday. Um, we have it happening this Sunday on pay-per-view um, and on Fight TV, I do believe, internationally. March 6, 2022, um, at the Edition Financial uh, Arena in Orlando, uh, Florida. The card is huge, fellas. It's a long card. Um, we have a couple, looks like they're going to be your um, like buy-ins. You're, you have Hook versus QT Marshall, uh, Layla Hirsch versus Chris, Chris Statlander, then you jump into what looks to be the main card, which is uh, Jade Cargill defending her AEW-TBS uh, championship against Ty Conti. You have the um, Andrade Hardy family office, which is Andrade El Idolo, uh, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy with Jose the assistant uh, versus Darby Allen Sting and Sammy Guevara in a six-man tornado tag team match. Jurassic mm-hmm. Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus defending their championship uh, titles against Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly and the Young Bucks, uh, Matt and Nick Jackson. You have John Moxley taking on Brian Danielson. You have Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. You have the Face of the Revolution ladder match, which is a uh, future T- uh, TNT Championship match. Keith Lee versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks versus Orange Cassidy versus Ethan Page or Christian Cage versus TBD. Um, so that can, can we be just cool. say can, can I- Thank you, Tony Khan, for just being a person. <laughs> this is cr- that's the only this thing that they've cr- been criticized <laughs> with is how long their their events go, um, but they're fun. They're so going who long, but look at how many matches you have slated, mm-hmm. and you care about just about <laughs> all of. Them. And I'm not There's done, not fellas. I'm not, not that I'm knocking at all. I'm not even done. We yeah. have Doctor Britt Baker defending her AEW Women's World Championship against Thunder Rosa. God we have. A fucking doozy on deck, especially after tonight's shenanigans. We have CM Punk taking on uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman in a dog collar match. <laughs> and we have the perennial, perennial AEW world champion, Hangman Adam Page, defending his throne against Adam Cole Bebe in your main event. Um, should be a really, game. really great night for wrestling. Um, and Page got the, got the duct tape of doom tonight. He did. <laughs> Sucks that House of Black isn't represented on this pay-per-view, but I think that they're going to be in a very high spot by the next pay-per-view. Yes. Um, I actually texted through... you, Cortland. Uh, we finally got a pre-tape promo from Buddy Matthews, and I just texted oh. Cortland, all black Buddy Matthews, because he was just decked out in the House of Black gear. I was like, <laughs> yes, he looked like a million bucks. It was awesome. So good. He, so had good the, he had the pendant he just, on. He just looked. He looked the part. He's fucking jacked. He's man. huge. Think about him <laughs> making two hundred and five pounds. Think about that. Yeah. Literally yeah. everyone when they saw him debut, they were like, "There ain't no fucking way." 
He was 205 and under. No huge, way. man. He's huge. With all of that out of the way, is there anything else anybody wanted to tackle in the current week of professional wrestling? Uh, so it looks like we do have surprises coming with the uh, with Rev- Revolution. It seems like Tony Khan can never let us down with a big surprise. Um, do you think, piece of news, that uh, Cesaro has been released from WWE? Um, do you think not quite it, released? Did, they just mutually parted ways. They mutually they didn't, parted ways. The contract so, um, expired, and that's it. So he is Claudio Castagnoli is officially a free agent and free can agent. sign wherever. Yes wherever he wants right now at this very moment, do you think that we could potentially get Claudio in AEW as soon as Revolution? Give me him as the TBD in the ladder match. Give me him winning it. Give me him winning the title. Put it on him. Let him run with it. I just want to have him swing Hobbs around. For an hour. Give me him (laughs) swinging Hobbs. Wardlow, stack them on top of each other. Let's figure this shit out. Make it a fucking spectacle. Who cares? Just his fucking uppercutting everyone under the sun. Oh, God. There's who no, put it in the no group one, chat? Who, no who put the John around. Cena uppercut in the group chat? Who did that? Did. Yeah. I did. Dude, I didn't realize how hot. Cena, like, himself. literally is flappy birding oh. himself on the way back down to the ring. Well, because this combination of, like, he has the great. mutual respect to actually sell. But also, like, people don't understand how strong Cesaro slash Claudio is. Pound for pound, the strongest guy. He's pound for pound the strongest guy in professional wrestling. Yeah. There's nobody stronger than him. What a guy. I love him. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, it's. I definitely think this this weekend is going to be huge for pro wrestling. So, um, either way, we're going to be super glad to talk about it uh, next week here and on the Watch Along that we do every Wednesday on for Dynamite. Yeah, you know, uh, crazy how that happened tonight. Um, Internet's whoa. a bitch sometimes. Spectrum, thanks, fellas. Appreciate you. God bless you. Have a good one. Um, before yeah, we dive in, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Up and Over Pod. From there, you can find all of our personal social media. Tweet at us. We'll be tweeting. Uh, you guys are listening to this before before AEW Revolution. So follow us. Let's talk about AEW Revolution as it happens. I am a crack fiend when I'm on Twitter uh, during events, whether it be UFC events or wrestling events. I have to talk about it. Otherwise, yes. I'm going to explode. Um, so I will definitely be active. I, I, I honestly live for your live tweeting. Dude. For events. There's, there's real emotion in those. Yeah. Me losing my fucking things. mind. Tonight, when uh, when Darius returned, Darius Martin returned. Oh man! I was like, awesome. ah! like that was exciting, dude. It was a, such a great showing for him. I'm glad yeah, that looks uh, good. He kind of he just ran the gauntlet, man, and he looked fucking great in it. Really good prime spot for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Anything else that you guys wanted to add before we dive into this pay per view? Let's dive into this. Let's dive in. Sounds great. ECW Heat Wave from 1998, August 2nd, 1998, at the Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio. 4,400 in attendance. Seems like Casey was there, judging by his shirt. Uh, if you're not wa- like watching this on YouTube, you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I have a fucking um, great Heat Wave 98 rip shirt. It's fucking great. I've been stuff. waiting yeah, it, weeks to wear this shirt. It is lovely. It's definitely lovely. I shit lovely. you not. It's been sitting just like preserved waiting for this episode for this moment <laughs> yeah, i for love this exact that. episode it's great i love that if you don't see casey that means you are listening on apple Podcasts or on spotify leave a five-star review tell your friends about us 
We have Joey Styles welcoming us to ECW Heat Wave, and he introduces his color commentator for the night, ECW heavyweight champion, the franchise, Shane Douglas. Douglas says that he's excited for tonight because Bam Bam Bigelow finally will get his hands on Taz. He says Bam Bam assured him, and Francine, that Taz was going to get put not through the, the, the ring, but through the goddamned floor. Then we have some bullshit titty talk between the three. Francine Barry Styles face in between her titties, and we get our video package. I just want to throw it out there. Um, it's Bammers is what he calls him, which makes me laugh for some reason. He's like, Bammers insured me, and I'm like, why are you doing this to him? Bammers. Giving him a cute little nickname before like one of his me biggest matches. And then, yeah, Francine has the most ECW fucking outfit. It is a I've sheer ever robe seen. that is barely covering anything in the chest region, and then like a thong. That's it. Yep. What does she, she say? She says whole night. <laughs> she says something about his suit. They're talking oh, about. Yeah, his he suit. said. Uh, he said something like, "Oh, you like my nice suit?" And she was like, "Yeah, but I'm sure it doesn't cost six thousand dollars like these." Like, and then just shoves his face <laughs> in the teeth. Yeah, yeah. I, six thousand dollars, fellas. When I had watched it, I had. I had watched her motorboat, uh, Joey, and I'd sent uh, Mike the fucking clip from Wedding Crashers, where, where Fizz Vaughn's like, you mobone son bitch. <laughs> and I was like, this is monster. how we're starting the pay-per-view. <laughs> yes. Before we even dive into one match, I think of of the events that we've watched, this might be one of the most digestible cards entirely. Yeah. It was yeah. good stuff. Surprising. Our first match of the night, we have Just Incredible with Jason. Fuck Jason for Ethan. Uh, Nicole Bass and Chastity, Chastity uh, versus Jerry Lynn. Um, we have Joey Styles billing this as the conclusion of their summer series, and it is a winner-take-all scenario. I thought that was great. I enjoyed that. Incredible's <clears throat> uh, heel work throughout this match was great. Uh, the constant distractions from the entourage on the outside keep him in the driver's seat throughout most of the match with Lynn fighting his ass off from underneath. Um, it was slotted, in my opinion, perfectly as an opener because there was so much shenanigans on the outside that it was able to piss enough people off but not lose the entire crowd. Um, and then it built up to the one big moment, which was Jerry Lynn's Hurricane Rana from the top rope to the outside putting Justin Incredible through a table. Good I've been dreading that sentence all night long because it's a long one. Um Lynn kept working his way through the interference, clearing through the group. Um, at one point, I had to write it down. <laughs> oh, man. He uh, he low blows Nicole Bass. Oh, my jo- God. And Joey Styles, right in the region. without hesitation, says, right in the nuts, you won't tell me otherwise. You won't tell me otherwise, he says. There's no. <laughs> he said, before that, she picked him up in a fireman's carry. Notice I didn't say firewoman. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey Styles was, this time period was Oof. wild. <laughs> Just incredible is your winner via pinfall after an avalanche. That's incredible. Tombstone pile driver. Um, I went three and a half on this. I loved it. Thought it was excellent. Cortland, what you got for me? I went three and a half as well. I enjoy this match a lot. I enjoy both competitors there's a lot of compelling stuff everyone played their role great in this match everyone on the outside like yeah it's got it's got its ups and downs with all the bullshit that happens but i mean everyone hits their notes everyone hits the cues when they're supposed to 
Uh, I love Candido's calls, uh, or sorry, uh, Shane Douglas's calls through this night. Um, it's fantastic. It, he doesn't say a whole lot, but when he does, uh, it's the small input that matters. Um, Jerry Lynn, man, you know, I'm going to put him over. Holy shit, does he do it for me. Um, this shit is just awesome. There's uh, not a whole lot left to cover other than just counter for counter. These guys know each other so well. Um, and it's a hell of a match to put on in your opener for sure. Pat, what you got? I on actually it? gave this match three and three quarters. I enjoyed it. Um, it was, I mean, it was a good ass match. Jerry Lynn looked like a fucking star. Just Craig looked like a fucking star. Uh, all the interference, you know, it worked for me. Usually I get annoyed by like too much interference, but the fact that it was just, that was the story of the match was like, you had to overcome come all of it. I fucking loved it. I uh, I loved when they used the chair in the corner and then the ref turns around. He's like, why is that chair in the ring? That's not supposed to be in here. Like, this is just fucking sick. I didn't like uh, Joey Styles' uh, commentary. It was a lot of transphobic jokes, man. It's a lot of just like real. It was definitely shit. telling of the time shit. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Luckily, Absolutely. the match itself made up for the commentary. Exactly. Like, yeah. We're not even close to what Jerry the King Lawler would have been five years later. So, oh, yeah. no. literally. Dude, I'm sorry. I forgot. That tiger bump from Lynn was fun. Was sick. Oof. Was Chef's ve- kiss for me. Yeah. Very sick. Uh, but that's, that's my big note on this one. Mm-hmm. It's just everything they do together is fucking phenomenal, man. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was Casey. Casey, what you got on it? Three and a half. Um, y'all kind of hit all the notes on it. I don't want to harp on it a whole lot. I'm not going to harp on it, but like comment on it a bunch like throughout. But like Shane Douglas being in as a guest commentator for the entire pay-per-view is like the best fucking decision. That's yeah. sick. He doesn't say a whole lot throughout it. Sometimes I forgot he was there. But yeah. times that he does chime in, it's like actually really good. I mean, you yeah, see him it's like a lot. Five or six sentences for a whole match. The and only like the eight. only time he like for real calls is the Bam Bam Taz match, which we'll get to. But like every other match, he'll just kind of like chime in every now and then. Francine says like two sentences the whole fucking time. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> she finally talked. I was like, oh fuck, you're there. Um, but like it was that was like the only thing I thought of was like God, like that was the best decision given the circumstances of him being so hurt the whole time. But, like, yeah, this is a great opener. It was good stuff. After that, we get a promo video for Chris Candido taking on Lance Storm immediately after. Uh, Storm double-crossed Candido, which um, I think looking back with 2022 eyes, you kind of expect from Lance Storm. But at this point, he was kind of like the white meat baby-faced guy of the group. And so it was cool to see him be the one that turned. Uh, Storm double-crossed him, and tonight he faces the music. So we get Lance Storm with Chris Candido, who comes out with a special guest. The newly released Sunny, a.k.a. Tammy Lynn Sitch. Um, she comes out, and the crowd goes fucking apeshit for it. Um, in recent news, Cortland, Miss um, Sitch has been a hot commodity at the jail. Um, <laughs> and on been, Oh, wow. Well, here we go, dude. Whoa. All righty. Well, I wasn't saying that. Whoa. What Jim Ross says and retweets. That's all I got. Pictures of his feet, pictures of his balls, 
Tammy Lynn Sitch OnlyFans. That's what he retweets. That's it. That's his whole Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, Pat. Speaking of Pat, the first note that I have on this match is about Pat. Quote from Joey Styles. Quote, Storm has developed quite a personality as of late. End quote. I wonder if Pat lost his mind at that comment like I did. My first note was Batty with a personality? (laughs) <laughs> like a question like a question mark. i was like that's interesting because he's like they can't shut this guy up now and i'm like fucking, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it was awesome it was really really great um speaking of awesome this fucking match was awesome uh yes, there was a fucking was <laughs> there was a cartwheel kick from storm early on that candido like leapt into and i was like wow that was fucking cool um, Storm and Candido were determined to beat the absolute dog shit out of each other throughout this match, and they did just that, and the fans loved it. Uh, the commentary felt really important throughout this. That's one thing that I did note. Uh, Candido getting suplexed to the outside was fucking wild. I had wrote it. It was, and like, it was like a suplex, almost like a brain buster. It was the fucking straight to the outside. Because like his head almost yeah, hit the scary. apron. It was fucking Wild. I watched it. I, dude, I, re- I watched that shit like five times, dude. I was like, how Scared did you not shit. die? <laughs> uh, Candido hits the blonde bombshell, which looked fucking wild for the victory. I'll start with Casey oh, so you guys can recover down there. Casey, um, what you got? So I gave this three and a half as well. I probably should have gone a little higher, but I'm going to go with that. I, these two down here are killing me. Um, yeah, dude, I fucking, there's so much on this that I wrote down that I'm just like, what the fuck was this match? It being the second on the card, there's fucking the back and forth leapfrogs off the rip to the spinning heel kick. There's the crossbody to the outside, uh, to Candido or from Candido. There's the running tiger bomb. Like there's so much, there's so much shit in this. And then like... And then having it to where, like, you have, like, you're accidentally pulling down Tammy's top to, like, get the distraction. Like, it's, like, this was, these two were great. Like, that's why I was, like, I was kind of disappointed in how not stellar some of, like, the early on Candido matches were that we watched. And I was, like, you guys got to give it a second. Like, I promise. Like, this is not what I was remembering either. And, like, this is what I was remembering. was, like, this was the caliber of shit. So... I'm going to stick with my three and a half, but I probably should have gone higher. Pat, since you were just losing your mind, what you got for me? I went four stars uh, on this match. Um, I don't know if that's too high, but I don't really give a fuck. I loved it. Live it, I, dude. I rocked with this match, man. Um, I know this happens, but I do love matches where, like, tag team partners wrestle each other because it's just like watching two people that are so comfortable with each other in the ring. Like, there wasn't a missed spot, really, in the match. Like, it was just... I mean, it was almost flawless. They're just, you know, I'm not big on fucking, this is going to sound sexist, but I'm not big on valet work, like, really at all. It's kind of unnecessary. I get it, though. You're trying to sell pay-per-view seats. You got two technical wrestlers on a violent event. You want to, you know, get put some women in there, you know what I mean? But, like, I, it, the match didn't need it, in my opinion. Didn't really need any interferences. They kind of wrestled a pretty sick-ass match in their own. But, yeah, that's really all I got to add. Um, yeah. I love it. Cortland. Uh, I went four stars as well. Um, that's probably bias, uh, just because I fucking love Landstorm. I love Chris Candido's work in this match. Um, and like Pat touched on, 
Um, both of these matches are not exactly your blood and guts ECW, what a lot of the fans that are here for. So, like, Paul Heyman's mind is like, well, what else do they want? And that is gorgeous women. So, I'm just going to put both of these stacked matches with both technical wrestling style matches and I'm going to put women in it have them get involved make it look just give you any type of appeal that reaches you in just a little bit further um, so it's just a big shout out to Paul Heyman because he knows how to keep a venue running and keep momentum going uh, especially when you got a venue like this that demands blood and guts um, but uh, dude this match is amazing there's so much work between the two of them uh, I said in the beginning of us running through these that I was really excited to get to this match um, because it's all the little nuances that are inside of it. Uh, there's not a whole lot I can say other than I really recommend people to go watch this match because there's so much storytelling in their faces, uh, especially Tammy Lynn on the outside. Um, everyone just has their pieces in this match, man, and it's really good. I, I, I'm sorry for laughing. I just remembered, dude, how fucking drunk was she when she grabbed that mic out of the homie's hand when he was announced? I had and wrote she was down. Like, I bet you everybody knows that I can do this a hell of a lot better than you can. I, was she, like, I don't really think you can. The way she <laughs> said Springland, fucking New Jersey, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> it's one of those nights. Shocking. I went three and a half. <laughs> Thought it was great. That's all I have to say. All right. Ten charges? Anyway. um, Y'all recover. It's, it's all right. Sorry. I, I fucked up. I, I, loser. Loser. <laughs> uh, then we get a a pre-tape. It was just like cameras were recording earlier in the uh, before the pay-per-view when New Jack was outside mingling with some fans. No That's casual. the craziest fucking sentence I could say. He's just outside mingling. Hanging out. Just hanging he out was shit-talking Jack Victory, and the two were scheduled to have a weapons match on the card, but it was pulled due to them beating the shit out of each other and New Jack being thrown headfirst into a vehicle. And we also man, get a was... back... Go ahead, Pat. Oh. That show was awesome, man. This whole segment is great. It gave me PTSD, though. I'm going to be real. Like, <laughs> you just get this camera angle of, like, someone just shooting New Jack, and he's like, oh, you want to talk shit to me, man? And then a car just pulls up, and then it's a maroon, just open the door and just run up and just fucking hit a him. A maroon out. crown just, Vic just rolls up. Just think of the image. These dudes pull up in this purple magenta-ass car in tie-dye fucking shirts and denim shorts and jump a dude. It's like six fat dudes fighting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's just like two guys having words, and then a maroon crown Vic with the literal fucking goon squad rolls up, and they're yeah. like, "We're gonna it's beat like this guy most, up right now." They're like, "What is the most realistic thing we could do for New Jack? His ass gets jumped on the street by people that fucking hate New Jack." And I want great that crowd out there ate that shit up, dude. I want and everyone the by everyone around dude. them. It's fucking awesome because it's just like somebody being like, "Oh my god!" Axel, I lost track of who was on whose side during the whole thing. I was because like, "These are just all just fat fucks fat beating the shit white out of each dudes other." And then New Jack shit. in the middle. It made no fucking sense. It's being kind of racist, to be honest. Um, but like it's Axel, really racist, Axel Rotten needs to get a goddamn Oscar for his if performance. Wasn't there? Oh yeah. Last 
Yeah, Devon was. <laughs> <laughs> Axel Rotten needs to get a uh, needs to get an Oscar for his performance at the end, where he's oh, he's cradling New Jack's head, and he's like, "Someone give me a doctor." He's like brushing the blood off his face. It's the funniest fucking thing, though, because it's just like New Jack's like, ah, and he's like, "Somebody help!" Ah. <laughs> it's fucking wild, dude. People to like show some type of sympathy. It's fucking Axel. Yeah. Like he fucking this chair swinging freak. Cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fucking good just wild as shit. Like the dude. only new Jack thing that we're gonna cover that I was like, that was fucking sick. Because <laughs> he just gets ran up on, and you barely see that it closes head inside the car. <laughs> like the camera apparently misses it, and you just get someone in the crowd going, "Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ." Jesus. There is literally no way that they didn't laugh about that later uh, while slamming cocaine in their face. Um, We get a backstage. We get a. Oh, Lord. We get a backstage promo from Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and Bill Alfonso. RVD can't pronounce their opponents' names, but Bill Alfonso says that's okay because after tonight, Hayabusa and Jinsei Shinzaki are going to be known as Japanese losers. 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 (laughs) <laughs> this was very silly. The interactions just back and forth with RVD and Sabu, though, the whole time. Where RVD's just like, I'm fucking great. And he's like, it's you're me. too. You're, you're okay too, Sabu. It's fine. But, but like, me. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> at, the end, at the end, we're like, fucking RVD snatches his belt off him and then gives him his belt and then takes that belt too. <laughs> yeah, that's just awesome. Um, just, also in this, RVD's cutting his promo and he like says that I can't or say their names but he sneezes the wrestlers like surprise wrestler he's supposed to be wrestling yeah. next month uh, I believe no, he like, sneezed Hakushi he, Hakushi uh, is Jinsei Shinzaki yeah oh that's right that's right yeah so uh, yeah. so like, he sneezes it and then like Bill looks at him like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like stop it's, that we're gonna get fired are we doing so goddamn high like, dude yeah he was like closed is he this, was fucking vibing, I just, dude. I just still love the the zero words from Sabu. Just being like... Like, yeah. the whole time, he's like, listen, motherfucker, like, I point to this guy, I'm great. And, like, RVD's like... Okay, fucking I, awesome, dude, like, but you're not fun. He's like, like, it's cool. He's like, but I'm a tag champion and the television champion, so I'm fucking better. Like, <laughs> uh, That was a Lord. wild... Pro- I, I love that interaction between them, because it goes on for way too long. Like Way every time, long. like their their whole tag team reign is just that. It's just the whole time. Yeah, it's literally just them arguing constantly. Um, but they're not really arguing because Sabu never talks. Yeah, it's so like it's arguing with a mime. He says a lot of fucking words at the beginning of their match, though, that we'll get to. He talks oh, yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of shit. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Which and, also, because you can't really see RBD, like what he's saying yeah. in that match, but he's like, no, I'll start. And he's like, Dude, but he's like RBD talking while I'm like, like, that shit is just so. Nah, nah, it's steam, man. <laughs> we'll get there, but I just want to be like, he does talk. It's just not when you think, when he thinks a camera can't fucking pick it up, apparently. But, oh, God. Anyways. Here's, moving forward to the next match. This is the reason I fully believe that Ethan is not with us tonight. I'm going to put it out there. My first note. We have Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Oh. My first note is this. 
No Doug Furnace means no Cadillac Cowboy shit talk. The pairing of Awesome and Tanaka is perfect. Two dudes that love to beat the absolute piss out of each other. Um, Awesome hits a fucking dive to the outside into the crowd, and it made me stand up, pause it, rewind it, play it again, pace my room until I was out of energy. Um, There's an Awesome Bomb, Near Fall, Alabama Slam, Awesome Splash Stretch, and what the fuck? It was great. Uh, I'm pretty sure Mike Awesome tried caving in Masato Tanaka's head with some of the chair shots in the final stretch of this match. (laughs) Because some of them made me physically cringe. Tanaka? When he drops the chair on the ground, and you can see where, like, the mat is obviously flat. Like, you can see the waves inside the chair. So it's like, the one at the top is the last hit, but this, like, bottom right corner is the first one, and you can see the progression. Uh, Tanaka, how hard he's fucking hitting him. Tanaka man. no sells two unprotected chair shots to the, the fucking second head. one. The second one he was wobbly. He, from. he drops to a knee. He gets right the fuck back up though, and he takes that third one and it warps around his fucking head and he drops. I was like, he did. Like he died. There's no more Tanaka now. Like he fucking yeah. his head got crushed in. Holy it's fuck. Fine. Because he gives a receipt in the form of a fucking power bomb to the outside. Oh, the fuck? Okay. Holy! Fu- I had no idea okay. that this was in that match. So, I had no idea that this was even a spot they did. Okay, it was happened, so scary. It happens every time they wrestle. In Japan, it happens. In ECW, it happens. Wherever they wrestle, the main problem is, is that when Tanaka decides that he's going to deliver an awesome bomb, Mike Awesome is like a foot taller than him. So when, I'm literally, he's, when he's holding him up behind his head, t- Mike Awesome's feet are basically touching the ground, and he has yeah. to hurl him over the top rope to the outside to hit a table, and Awesome never makes the table. Like, part of his head does sometimes. And it's the fucking gnarliest shit. It also happens to Tanaka. I don't know how logistically yeah. it happens, but they both do the same spot, and they both never hit the table all the way. Like, their neck breaks it. It's fucking wild. There's Mike Awesome Japan that uh, Tanaka takes it, and he literally misses the entire table, goes right over it, and he lands all neck and shoulder. Just wow. There is a the mat it's that they have. I forgot what company it is, but dude, I'm talking like it's this thin, and then it's black concrete. Like just that's how much padding he had in between his skull and the concrete. I mean, it was horrendous. And he just stood up. He just fucking stood up and began wrestling. Mike Awesome is six foot six, and he has to clear his feet over the ropes. And what? And like, he's built at like three twenty five. He's huge, right? man. He's, massive. he's fucking massive. He's and very once again, big guy. he's six six, and I think Tanaka's six foot at best, if that. He's five eleven. He's five eleven. So yeah, he's got some. He's got some height on him. That he has to hurl this big man. Oh, it's like it's so fucking ludicrous that they fucking up to this point have been fighting each other for four fucking years, and they're both still alive, and they continue to fight after this. Yeah. Like what the fuck. Tanaka wins this one via pinfall after a tornado DDT onto a fucking chair. This was fucking excellent, y'all. This was awesome. This is so good. I went four and a quarter. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Let's go. Tell me about it. Four and a quarter, man. Four and a quarter. And I mean, Jesus Christ. 
Like, Jesus Christ, it was just so close. Indeed. <laughs> Anything y'all wanted to add? Michael, I mean, other than the sheer athleticism of Mike Austin, it, it's just, it was incredible, man. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, I was watching the pay-per-view on my phone, sitting in the living room before, like, we put it on the TV, and I had my AirPods in, and Cortland's, like, standing in the living room, and, like, he does the tope suicide over top ropes, I wish I didn't say that, but anyways. Uh, no, you're top, great, dude. Yeah, over the top ropes or whatever. And um, lands on his face, and I literally just go, I look up, and I'm like, yo, Brody just jumped straight on his face, man. <laughs> right back down. And it's, and that was the first shot to the head. Yes. Oh, awesome. man. It was, There's it was about so, a thousand of them. It's about a and thousand. And it's a great shot, too, because whenever right. they hand to the camera guy that's on the floor, he, like, runs mm-hmm. to Mike Awesome, like, to get his position. And his half of his skull is under the fans guardrail and he's like just in between concrete and the guardrail because like he does if you've ever seen a wrestlemania match with the undertaker it's not like he toped in between ropes this is a six six guy mm-hmm. 325 plus who just does a full send over the top rope and uh, there's no cameraman to catch him and uh he just fucking eats it and it looks fucking great, but oh man, I'm so glad you stopped doing them after yeah, a while. Cause like... fuck, they are so scary, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest though. That that awesome bomb over the uh, yeah that that that, that table spot was probably one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Dude, I did <laughs> a lot of this. I I have like a good roadmap in my brain where I'm like, okay, this is gonna happen. I didn't even ponder this spot for some reason and And so it happens and i pause it and i audibly again i'm sitting right fucking here i pause it and i go what the fuck was that (laughs) i rewind it i watch it again i'm like oh my god they're just trying to kill each other man we're we're sitting here watching it and corlin like i don't know what's about to happen at all like i have no idea what's about to happen corlin goes man if i could just go back and move that table like three inches farther and i'm like what the fuck is he talking about <laughs> that's a really weird thing to fucking oh my god i'm just like it happens and i'm just like oh my god i put my fucking head in my shirt and shit. i'm like what the fuck was that <laughs> three inches man that's all you needed because see it's enough ladies <laughs> oh man um but i i'll go ahead i uh <laughs> I also gave this match full quarter. I got a lot of a lot of respect for Shane Douglas in this match. Psychology wise, Shane Douglas calls this great. Uh there's finally Mike Awesome gets him down, right? And as soon as he's laid flat for longer than two seconds, you get Shane Douglas's call screaming for Mike Awesome to go for a pin. He's like, what are you doing? He's finally down. You finally got him down. Go for the pin. Instead, you got Mike Awesome running out of the ring, grabbing a table, and Shane Douglas is so mad. He's like, what are you doing, you big idiot? Pin him. <laughs> and it, it's such a great call. Uh, it popped me big. These guys beat the shit out of each other uh, this whole time, this whole feud, their careers with each other. Um, you can tell that they genuinely don't like each other. But... It does not change the fact that they do business every single time. And yeah. at the end, you got to imagine that both of them are like, fuck, there's no one else I'd rather beat me up yeah. than that guy that will take the equal amount of bullshit 
that I'll throw at them. Um, the table spots are scary in this match. Chair spots are scary. This is my favorite match on the card. It's probably my favorite Mike Awesome match. Um, I've watched this match over and over again for years. It's like this whole pay-per-view. This is probably my favorite ECW pay-per-view as well. I believe whenever they did this, it got like a 98% thumbs up or yeah, some shit. Um, so this is a very high-praised pay-per-view, and this is an extremely high-praised match for me. I love both of these guys here. I think Mike Awesome is the key to holding this crowd in attention to this pay-per-view. Because there's multiple times in this pay-per-view where it feels like people are slipping away. Um, but them coming out here and just fucking tearing it up brings everybody back. Uh, this match is a glue holding this pay-per-view together to me. Uh, so not enough high praise for Mike Awesome. Because in this match, dude, he was nothing short of a fucking off. I love it. Casey, Casey. what you got for me? I just want to just reiterate that uh, the last ECW pay-per-view we did was uh, Wrestlepalooza, and it's probably one of the worst fucking pay-per-views ever. And then this is this is what they follow it with, so I feel like a bunch of people had no idea what the fuck was going to happen. Um, <laughs> I wanted to throw it out that this starts with a, just a standard collar and elbow. Tanaka goes for a shoulder block attempt. Yeah. Awesome no-sells it. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, Notice. Hi. I get through the Doug Furnace conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and here he is. Ethan, if you turn this on, we're recording right now, big bud. Oh, uh, yeah? We're in the middle of this right now, sir. You know what? They can, the, world can hear, the world can hear me right now, can't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, if you had to give... But yeah, sure. I, I know that you haven't seen this pay-per-view, but if you had to rate Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka from uh, this Heat Wave 98, what would you give it? Four and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm about to pass out. Holy moly. Is that what y'all gave it? Yes! I haven't given mine yet, but yeah, that's what I gave it. Yes! Oh, yeah. Yes! My time here is done. We're all on the same page, even when we're not in the same room. Wow. <laughs> Good night. I love you. Wow. Love you. Love you. Bye. Holy moly. <laughs> Fucking up my goddamn video. It's fine, but I love him. <laughs> I do all this work and he ruins it. It's fine. I love him. Um, I'll only be up until fucking 4 a.m. to put this together. This, yeah, this no, it's not, not a big deal. Um, any hoozles. Um, <laughs> awesome. No sells that shoulder block. Shoves Tanaka and says, get off me, motherfucker, as loud as he can. I'm like, this is how huh. you start the match. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ. I wrote down almost, I think, move for move how this entire match went. And it's fucking, it's insane to actually fucking think about the things that happen in here. Because you guys talk about the Tope Suicida dive. Um, there's an actual uh, springboard crossbody that yeah. Awesome yes. does where he stalls on the rope. He puts his arms out. He, he fucking jumps out. up. He stands there. Once again, this is a man that's 6'6". Six, six. He's fucking 300 plus pounds. And he goes, huh? And then fucking Springboard leaps into like the fucking second goddamn row. It is. Uh-huh. He's just, uh-huh. <laughs> and it lands so great that they both land in seats. Yep. 
yeah, and sit so down sick. and sit down. That show is awesome. But yeah, it's I mean, great, they both just take a breath like, oh, yeah, okay, shit, that worked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've talked about it to, to all of you. Um, this is my favorite wrestling feud ever. I yes. love the two of these guys. These guys beat the shit out of each other. I legitimately don't know how they last five, six, seven plus years of this. Like they fucking once again they pick this up after all these years at, at one, one night, night at one night stand in two thousand five, as if this is yep. the next fucking night. And once again, That's eventually that will happen for us. But like they beat the shit out of each other then, and it's like, yep. oh yeah, we're staying like twenty, like what I think Tanaka yeah. they said he's like twenty four, some dumb shit. Like he's super young, covered in scars. Like they beat yeah, his body's already him. mangled. Who gives a fuck? Mike four and awesome. a quarter for you, Casey. Four and a quarter. Uh, fucking Mike Awesome's mullet gets a five. Um, it's beautiful. It's yeah. gorgeous. This is wow. fucking yeah. There's not yeah, enough. I honestly think we could probably do an entire episode just talking about this match if I really want. We to, should so. we should do the best of their like just to go through their whole feud. Their feud. Mm. Holy so shit, yeah. that would be I a also mess. Also thought about uh, putting a poll up on uh, Instagram for people what we should watch. I was also thinking of going through their Ben Wall Booker T Best of Seven series. Could be fun. So I, I think these, that'd be a really cool. A thing lot around. of the things on this podcast that happen are are natural. I had not brought this up to any of you. Um, an idea had come up that maybe we do. We all watch a, a match together, and then we do a little mini episode just on that match. Ooh. And for anyone listening, I feel like it would be a great way for you to give us your favorite matches. And then we will all watch them and then together go, okay, this is what we thought about it. Instead of doing these whole long ones, we can have little mini ones on the side. So just bust them out. Bust them out. I like that. Um, after this match, I just wanted to be known that with Ethan peeking in here, we don't have to put an asterisk next to the four of us agreeing on that rating. Ethan did agree on a four and a quarter. Unprompted. So we did it again, motherfuckers. We Unprompted. did it again. Uh, we get a pre, yeah, it was wild. We get a pre-tape from Taz. Um, this was a decent promo, I guess. It felt like he was just trying to channel his inner Hulk Hogan. He said "brother" about a hundred and fifty times. Yeah. Um, but it it built to his match with Bam Bam for like you know later in the night. It was fine. Um, it was weird that the like house audio was still coming through. Like you could hear the crowd getting restless. Like, which I'll, I'm so excited to talk about one he fucking needed, asshole in particular that's chanting ECW He needed on. to get that fucking towel out of his face. Dude, the I was like, what is happening with his hair? <laughs> bam, bam. Just, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Shane Douglas, you're a bitch. <laughs> like, the whole time, I'm like, just move to <laughs> Why do you have a ripped towel in your fucking face? Like... Oh, and then here we go with a great backstage promo from the Dudleys. Uh, Joel Gertner <laughs> is a fucking character. We have Buh Buh. I know he's going by Bubba at this point, but I'm, st- I'm forever going to call him Buh Buh. Says Tommy Dreamer can give his soul to Jesus, but his ass belongs wow. to the Dudleys. Love how he has no uh, stutter anymore. Just uh, magically just disappeared. A, just a fucking southern the accent that he talked Christ, with Casey. that made me actually want to die. Um... While wearing the fucking Confederate flag do rag the whole time. What a mess. Yeah, what the fuck, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, then we go into our next match. This kind of felt scattered. I feel like ECW would 
was doing a pretty good job of like promo and jump into that match specifically. And so this was kind of like the rest of that promo because I feel like the rest of that promo by Bubba is hard. What did he say? He said he said something like, "This is your you had your cross and now it's your cross to bear." Like, yeah, he says Tommy can give his soul to Jesus. His ass belongs to the Dudleys. The ring is our church. Tie dye is our color, and 3D is their cross, and it's Tommy's cross to bear. And that, that is, shit is hard. Whenever but, he hits Devon in the chest and he grabs the shirt, he's like, "These are our colors." Spins them around, them up, and, then, and he like strings and he's like, "Testify," and it's like you just see his like, as he says it, he just flexes, and their eyes get wide, and you're like, "Oh shit, they're for real." Like, that is a promo. My favorite part is that he calls Tommy Dreamer poor and pathetic. Hmm. Imagine being Big Dick Dudley and looking the way that you look and still being the worst of the three. Just a thought. (sighs) The whole Um, time, in the background. Just grunting. I'm like, like, wow, oh, hot take. He's just Luchasaurus in 1998. Um, (laughs) We get Hayabusa and Jinsei... uh, Zaki versus Rob Van Dam and Sabu. You're defending ECW Tag Team Champions. Uh, the lack of reaction for Hakushi and Hayabusa bums me out with 2022 eyes. Uh, yeah. They just kind of were like, who gives a fuck? It dawned on me as Bill Alfonso's screaming into the camera. Bill Alfonso had to have been the inspiration for David Arquette's raspy voice and ready to rumble. Yeah. Sounded, sounded yeah. just like him. Blew my mind. Um, this match was... Fucking great. Um, <laughs> I actually have notes that say Hayabusa is as smooth as butter. And Shinzaki absolutely showed out really, really well throughout the entire thing. And, of course, Van Dam did really well. Sabu was just doing shit to do it, and I think that's the endearing part about him. Is that he's just there, existing. Um, the FMW pairing had some great tag team tandem moments. My favorite being the senton splash, knee drop, acai moonsault they hit on RVD thought it was awesome uh the crowd lost their minds when hayabusa hit his 450 splash and it made me smile a king that yeah. deserves his flowers one of the yeah, best yeah. in the business to do it the holy it's, shit didn't he hit a phoenix like splash king. in this too and i like didn't even make note of it because it's just like oh wow that was a fucking suplex for him like it was nothing he just did it um like the two best 450s at this time it was really two cold scorpio and hayabusa because yeah. there was it and it's you get most people that do 450s, like Jeff Hardy's 450, or like a lot of other people's. It just, it's like they're trying to rotate as fast as possible to get it through. These guys just levitate through the air. Yeah. They just slowly spin and they land at the perfect moment. It's flawless. Yeah. Uh, the it champions really retain after uh, some tandem splashes through tables. Um, I have, Pat, let's, let's start with you. I have some funny notes for this one. You said me? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, three and three quarters. Um, I probably could have went higher, um, but I, I didn't. <laughs> um, the beginning of the match was kind of weird. I felt like uh, there was a lot of, like, missed spots in the beginning. But once it got going, it was it, it was going, man. It was really, really good match from every person involved. You said Sabu was just doing shit to do it. I kind of felt like. He was kind of the glue guy in this match. I, I kind of felt like he was keeping a lot of shit together going on in this match. Um, just my opinion. I, I just mm. felt like there was a lot of just, like, confusion at first. And, I don't know, it just got better. 
was like my my question and challenge that thought was Sabu doing stuff to stay on psychology or was he just fucking yeah. doing it to do it? I right? think so. I think it was very psychology and also there's such a huge language barrier between the two and Sabu has spent the most time there. So I feel like whenever even in the beginning, like how we were talking about earlier, how RBD and Sabu are just yelling at each other, I feel like half that's like I can, I, I can fucking do this. I have done this. And you were just going to try to do some flippy shit that he's not going to understand. Yeah, because it's like they, when they finally weird. get to it, there's like a really like a couple of missed time spots. They get a you fucked up chant because yeah, it yeah. seems like early, they're on early on. That. It's like the, yeah, it's like the third move. Dude, RVD's because, reaction to the you fucked up chant. Because they're like, though. you fucked up. And RVD points at him. He's like, he fucked up. I didn't <laughs> fuck up. And I was like, dude, Jesus. <laughs> But it's like it's like they like got on a weird footing, and I think at some point Sabu was like, "Fucking listen, I know yeah, how to do this." Because then it's like really start until Sabu, Sabu is in it. this match, and then it's like, "All right, now this pinfall matters. This save matters." It feels like Sabu knows where to be in this match. Yeah, for the first time, it felt like it's this is a match that Sabu was calling, and it's super surprising, it's so especially weird since to hear. it's a tag match where they're actually on the apron in ECW. It blew my fucking mind, dude. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh. I literally wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> okay. Did uh, you have well, anything that you wanted to add to your review, Pat? Your three and three quarters. Anything that we missed that I missed? Um, nah. <laughs> I like that. Cortland. What do you, uh, uh, can I pass it to somebody? I don't ever pass please. it. Please. No, no, please. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to pass it to uh, Casey. Would you, would you rate? Um, first of all, do you think that Sabu was so hostile in the beginning because Hayabusa stole his pants? Because they were wearing like identical Sabu pants, identical and I was pants. like, I, I was know, like, I is he mad of... about that? Like, because <laughs> he wanted, he wanted a bad. Like Sabu was like, I'm gonna fuck him up. I'm like, Did but you... they came out, they came out dripped the fuck up though. They look great. Yeah, Shinzaki awesome. had a fucking cane and shirt, sure, staff yeah. and shit. It was fucking wild. A staff and a big ass white hat. Like, oh man! Busa had his fucking robe Fuck on. Fuck yeah, like, dude! Damn. That's who the the dude that produced the most recent Mortal Kombat got his fucking Raiden thought from. That's There's the same a sign fucking in hat. The crowd as they come out that says Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you saw that. Nah. -uh. Yeah. It's literally as they wow. Come out, fucking pieces of shit. Wow. Their arms up like this, and then it's just. In between Mortal Kombat. Oh. <laughs> so, um, I was did like, you... I hate for laughing because I feel so bad. Did y'all catch them fucking harassing like a 13-year-old in the front row with a Tommy Hilfiger shirt on? They no. do a, it's a spot where uh, I believe it's like, I'm trying to remember who's involved with it, but basically there's like the baseball slide to the outside. Uh, I think like RVD like hits the guardrail. Then, yeah, and then Hayabusa comes outside for then the there's, moonsault. There's the moonsault, then there's the clothesline over. All of it's in front of this child. Yeah. And, like, that kid gets hit when they get go over the guardrail and shit. They, like, rip them under the side when they do, like, the dive to the outside. It's the funniest fucking shit. Because this is, like, kind of chubbier little, like, teenage yeah, kid the, with a Tommy like Hill Tommy. yeah the big old school Tommy Hill figure mm -hmm. logo and I'm just like that and kid he is a part of that show that he's a part of the show man let him live <laughs> it was just so funny um oh. what's up uh, speaking of, we started talking about clothes and it just reminded me you guys me and Corley noticed it did you guys notice the 
entire section of dudes wearing Fred Durst hats? No. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, it's Fuck. camera side. There's like, there's like <laughs> a Fred Durst crew. Seven of them, and it's just like here, 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 here. Red here, truckers here. backwards, bro. There's all red truckers. <laughs> It was actually, it was actually just Fred Durst. It was, it was just him. Yeah, it was just Fred Durst. That's it was just hologramming himself. Back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Catch me on, just bring it. My favorite part of this whole match is that tables hate Sabu. They do. They set up both Shinzaki and Hayabusa on a table and they do a double dive onto them, and the table doesn't fucking break. It just collapses under collapses, the weight. Yeah. Like, yeah. a little tiny bit from Hayabusa's breaks on the edge, but it just basically goes straight to the floor. Another table that, that Sabu had brought in, the legs break off, so, like, Shinzaki yeah. can't set it up properly. Like... They do the spot anyway, too. <laughs> they, they fucking do it, but, like... <laughs> it's just fucking mind-boggling to me that, like, Sabu loves tables, but can't set them up to save his fucking life. Yeah, he loves so tables. Tables don't love him. They just break in the most weird fucking ways, but, like, literally... Well, you're gonna break me anyways. The, it's just the, the fact that they do a double dive onto a table, and the table just goes... It just collapses <laughs> under the weight, doesn't spend in half. I'm like, this is this is a Sabu match. It's fucking three and a half. That's what it gets. I like that. Cortland, what do you have? I gave it three and a half as well. Um, the really cool spot in this match for me is Sabu uh, gives Shinzaki a Super Frankensteiner. And out of fucking nowhere, RBD hits a frog splash from out of camera Dude, angle. out Dude, on the left side. <laughs> Dude, Dude, it's fucking insane. Fucking bravo timing. Like, it was fucking great. Um, I really love Sabu trying to slow this match down because he just didn't know where they were trying to go. He applies Boston Crab, which is really surprising. Um, There's tandem leg drops from both of them, Sabu and RVD. Just the calls from Joey Styles saying, like, the uh, Tope corkscrew legs. He's a nutcase. He makes this shit up and we just went along with it. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Um, It's really good stuff, man. I just really wish that at the beginning would have went a little smoother. But like I said, there's a language barrier. This match is super last minute. They didn't know what the fuck they were getting into. Luckily, it does fall back into into a good pace. And uh, they work some shit out. But uh, like I said before, Sabu to me... And Pat and I are really is like the glue in this match. Uh, if Mike, if you didn't really catch that, I implore you to go back and look at it because uh, there's so many times where like, yeah, you can catch Sabu whispering or like calling a spot, but it's crazy because you never see Sabu call a spot. It's like, like we've said before, these RBD and Sabu matches, they're not talking this shit over. You know what I mean? They're just going out there. It's like I'm twelve leg drops minimum. I'm gonna do three frog splashes, two chair spots, Van Daminator, Bill, do something. It, like that's it. You know what I mean? Bill's whistle like, for ninety percent of the match. Okay. And this I, might sound like some Mark shit. This might sound like some Mark shit, but I fucking goddamn love that little alley oop Van Daminator that they do where Sabu throws the fucking chair. Yeah, it's yeah, so great. <laughs> um, I think this is one of the first times in ECW where Sabu gets billed from Bombay, Michigan. Yes. Yeah. Because he was yeah. like Bombay, India prior to this, and I forgot that he gets billed from <laughs> Bombay, Michigan. I was like, that sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
But yeah, man, I, I enjoyed this match. Uh, like I said, I just wish it would have had a better beginning. But hey, man, that happens. Um, language barrier is a bitch at times. But Sabu's the glue for me, man. Three and a half. Solid work. Wish the table would have broke. Three and three quarters. I loved it. Thought it was Good. awesome. Hell yeah. Um, we get a promo video hyping Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow tonight. Um, With Paul Heyman voiceover, right? Yes, but we get there's a certain clip that I wrote down because I said, Jesus Christ, Bam Bam just picked John Cronus up and dumped him over the ropes in one of these clips, and he just was like, like it was, he just fucking picked him up and threw his ass, dude. He puts him through a table. He goes through a table on the right hand side of the ring, and he's just like, all right, here you go. See you later. Like it's just fucking crazy to me, dude. I will find it. I will post it later do, at, at some point. Do you guys think that the the Bam Bam Taz through the ring spots like probably one of the most memorable spots in wrestling history? Yeah, like, it's, yeah for it, sure. Because like we had said, at, as soon as it happens for every other ECW pay per view, it's still a clip in there, and I yeah. think it's like and up there with like them. like anytime WWE's ever done like their top 100 oh my god moments yeah. it always ends up in like the top 15 top 20 it's like that the fucking brock lesnar big show ring collapsing you know who was the know. ref for that mike Kyoto. he sold yeah, his yeah. ass off with that like ring collapsing he, dude he, he <laughs> times the collapse of that one perfectly so he gets like the super bounce like he's on a trampoline yeah, yeah, yeah. and that motherfucker goes ha! <laughs> <Yeah>. good <laughs> shit a real one. Yeah, I love my Kyoto. The cigarette smoking extraordinaire. Um, <laughs> Does he have a podcast now? I don't Does know. I would love to listen to that man cough for an that hour. That dude's fucking good. insane. <laughs> <laughs> like he's always coughing. Um, we get here. We go. Um, we get Taz, the defending FTW heavyweight champion, taking on. The challenger, Bam Bam Bigelow, and an ECW false count anywhere death match. Casey, the floor is yours, my friend. <laughs> I wrote so much. I basically wrote down the whole match. <laughs> um once again, the last time that these two faced, fucking Taz gets a concussion like four minutes in. <laughs> so we're trying to right some wrongs. Um, we get outside quick, and I was like, did I not watch this before? Like, they, is this the they same? They basically run almost the same spot, and I was like, you fuckers. I was like, I, I've already watched the match, but my brain was like, they don't go for it again. It's fucking ludicrous. Um, they basically, as soon as that bell rings, they rush to the middle. Taz tries to take down Bam Bam. Just fucking just dead weight from Bam Bam. Bam Bam picks him up and power bombs the ever-living fuck out of him. Um... We get, uh, which Taz then no sells, and then Judo throws Bam Bam in return. <laughs> um, yeah, we basically spill out on the outside. Taz delivers his mafia kick or the the Brooklyn kick, which then dumps uh, Bam Bam into the crowd. And then Bam, Taz tries to go for a fucking cross body dive, gets yeah. caught, and gets fucking just. Just obliterated into the guardrail. <laughs> they work a little bit into the crowd, and honestly, it's my least favorite part of the entire match. Because Does Bam Bam slip trying to get over a, a chair? Bam Bam slips fucking four times. There's beer everywhere on the fucking floor. 
and he's just trying to get from point A to point B with a sea of fucking people around him. He's fucking hurling Taz into rows of chairs. <laughs> Which Dude, they're the like, crowd ate this up though. The they crowd loved was it. losing loved their fucking the minds. They end up going kind of closer to where the uh the the actual like entrance is. Uh, Bam Bam takes a whole ass guardrail and dumps it on Taz's head. Uh, they start working their way back towards the ring. Um, a couple of weird pinfall attempts on fucking beer-soaked floor, and I thought that was just gross. I was like, oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, your shirt's all covered in shit. Um, right as they're going to get ready to go back over, though, Taz tries to go for the Taz mission. It doesn't work. Um, Taz gets dumped over the guardrail back to the right side of the guardrail. And when Bam Bam jumps over, he kicks fucking Taz in the head. Don't know if you caught that. When he's coming back over, he, like, plants his fucking head right on Taz's forehead. Goes, eh. He just, like, kicks the shit out of him. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, why are you so fucking mean? Um, good Lord. Let me see. Then, yeah, we end up going back and forth. Let me get our fucking DDT through the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> we go through the ring the one time. Now we're going through the fucking ramp, and there's one more match after this. There's yeah. a fucking crater sized hole in the middle of the ramp that they have to traverse around. Um, Taz Reverse. ends up picking the win, which I'm going to agree with Shane. Bam Bam was trying to reach for the ropes. He never tapped. Mm. I give this fucking four and three quarters. I love that. I love it. I love it. Who are you passing it off to, bud? I'm going to give it to you, Mike. Oh, wow. You could cut the fucking tension with a knife in this. It felt huge. Taz's entrance felt huge. It was awesome. He felt like a fucking perennial superstar here. Um, The crowd was fucking raucous as shit as soon as they spilled to the outside. I'm really upset that you didn't... There's wow. so much, dude. There's a moment where Taz, I don't know what they were even going for, but Taz just ends up breaking a table with his fucking face. Yeah. He just lands face first into the corner and breaks a table. And when I tell you I paused it and laughed heartily, I was oh, right in the fucking face, so dude. So Bam Bam sets the table up. He goes to Irish Whip taz into it and for whatever the fuck reason that much power he just goes face first into the bottom corner of the and table breaks and breaks the fuck out of it snaps that yeah. shit in half bam bam takes the table the rest of it because three quarters of it are still good and then yeah. brings it to the other side of the fucking ring and sets it up and then he gets thrown through the table <laughs> Seeing Taz trip, fall, and bust his face on a table might have been the best part of this whole night, and it was a great night. Um, Bam Bam did this. That's all he did. That's it. And that place went fucking crazy because the implication of, let me pick this son of a bitch up and throw him into y'all was like enough for everybody to be like, yeah, kill it! Like, it was fucking bonkers. They go through the stage, and I don't know if it was on it for you guys, but my totally legal ECW original fucking VHS tapes have a redneck dude 
Yeah, uh, it's in a there. redneck dude going, oh <laughs> shit, ECW, ECW. It is my favorite fucking thing of the whole night. I there, fucking dude. hate that guy, dude. He's so close to the camera. So bad, I have the one time it's just like you just need to hear like basically no sound just to have that part soaked in and then fucking you Jim fucking... Bob made his way over towards like the fucking hard cans he's like oh buddy what the hell did this do right here like holy dumb shit Cindy, come look at this it's a mess it's a fucking mess uh, I have Taz has been raised from the dead. Taz wins via Taz mission. Quote, he was reaching for the ropes. Good call, Shane Douglas. Loved it. It was good shit. I went three and three quarters. Thought it was lovely. Count. Cortland. Oh, y'all gonna save me for You can go ahead if you'd like. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I gave this match. Hold on. Let me, let me double check. Make sure I'm right, which I sure I am. Four and a quarter. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I give this match four stars. Okay, wow. Uh, I I enjoy this match. Uh, it kind of does feel like they're just picking up where they left off for like spots that they weren't able to do in the last match due to Taz's concussion early in that match. <clears throat> um, but they do beat the shit out of each other, and they do love beating each other up. Shane Douglas's call through this match is fantastic to me. Uh, he just wants Bam Bam to win under any anything necessary. He doesn't care how he does it. He just wants him to do it. Um, them going through the stage is a hell of a spectacle. If you've never seen it, do check that spot out. And uh, I love that they're selling Bam Bam getting up first because in a Tornado DDT, Taz giving the Tornado DDT going through a stage, he would be under the weight of Bam Bam. So it only makes sense for Bam Bam to get up first. However, we get Taz coming out, no selling, him being crushed to death in between Bam Bam and the stage. Um, and he just gets up, stands up, runs right at Bam Bam, and puts him in the Taz mission, Kaja Hajimane. And uh, he just falls over, and it does look like that Bam Bam is reaching for those ropes. and But uh, that damn referee called it for a submission so which is a bummer there's a part and i implore you guys to watch just the end again is when bam bam's leaving i don't know if he got like severely hurt or not but they rush out to bam bam's side and they put a towel like on his like face and eye area and like three people like escort him out fucking immediately immediately and like i've never really found anything to like say otherwise i don't know if they're just like he's kind of bleeding and like he's wanted to get out to give taz his moment but like it's a really weird fucking scene and you just gotta ignore shane losing his fucking mind in the background though because he is fucking losing it at this point but it's a really weird moment because he's like kind of clutching his face with like a towel and like they just get him the fuck out of there yeah, Shane definitely breaks character at one point. As soon as they go through the stage, he's like, holy shit. And it takes it, like, everyone's just silent. You got the whole crowds chanting ECW and holy shit and all this good stuff. Um, but he's like, check on both of them. And then he stops and he's, he's like, 
Wait, I mean, just just Bam Bam. Check only on Bam Bam. Well, he was he's like, but check like on that. both of them, and he's like, but mostly Bam Bam. Like, check on him yeah, first. Like, like fuck something. the other guy. But <laughs> it's like a genuine reaction that he's like, what are y'all doing? Where, where is the medic? Like, they just <laughs> went through the fucking stage. Like, are we not gonna get help for either of them right now? Uh, so that's a really cool call. Uh, I love Joey always battling Shane. Uh, during this match, they really have good chemistry with uh, with them. Uh, and Taz at the end of this match, getting on the microphone, calling out Shane Douglas, saying, uh, "Beat me if you can, survive if I let you." Right after this amazing match that he just put on this Shane, fucking clinic, Shane it, takes it, a fucking he takes one of the monitors and fucking yeets that which is. Which is not a flat screen, fellas. That is a tube television from like fucking a, way yeah, back when. It's like that a ten a inch, black. ten inch fucking tube TV, and he fucking hurls that shit from the from like the commentator Bam. table. Like yeah, over, over the floor. he was like, he killed somebody. There's no yeah. way because yeah, he's like he has guys, like other people you can see like the fans are like, in between the where the ground is. Because yeah, he, he calls the he was reaching for the ropes, and from that moment. Until past the call out from Taz, he has ripped off his headset. He is standing up and he is fucking screaming at Taz. And at one point, you hear Francine turn to Joey and go, Help me. And he goes, Help you? He's like, Fuck that. He's like, I ain't helping you with shit. He's fucking crazy. <laughs> and yeah, he fucking breaks a bunch of shit and then, yeah, throws a fucking TV at the crowd. <laughs> I also, my last bit about this uh, feud is I love that Shane Douglas is selling that Bam Bam is who hurt his arm, and he does not want Taz to have credit yep. for ever thinking that he could have a one-up on Shane Douglas because Shane Douglas is the best. And I just fucking love that shit so bad. And I love the sell of Shane Douglas being like, if Bam Bam can do this to me, of all people, Shane Douglas, your ECW World Heavyweight Champion... He will kill Taz tonight, and it, like it's just the little stuff like that that really. He believes like, it. He believes that Bam. Bam yeah, he's officially he convinced himself that Bam uh, Bam fucked him up. Yeah, it's fucking great, man. I really enjoyed Shane Douglas. I think that he is one of the huge pieces of this pay per view that really stands the test of time. The fucking franchise. Yeah, he really Pat, is. Pat, what'd you go on it? I went three and three quarters. I feel like, and, I, and I'm gonna say this. Um, a lot of times where like I'll watch a pay per view and then I'd be like burnt out by the last couple matches. So I feel like if I watch this match, I'll probably rate it a lot higher. Because um, it's a, it's a fucking great match. Um, one thing I love about this match was one thing I didn't like when I first started watching it initially, but the pace kills me because they just are just going for it the whole time. There really is no like slowdown. Yeah. It's just like the whole fucking time they're just going. And I feel like like being there. That shit was probably the most craziest shit fucking ever. Yeah, that energy in that room. You you hear Chris, can you (laughs) or Shane Douglas just fucking losing his fucking mind? You got these two dudes just beating the shit out of each other, hundred fucking degrees in there. The all the matches that you've seen tonight, and you this is like an actual blood feud in comparison to the rest of the card. It feels important to me. This is the main event. Like yeah. We have an, another main event, but Heat Wave 98 is Bam Bam Bigelow with no, Taz. Yeah. Like, this is what this card is built around. This is what this whole year 
felt like it's been yeah. built around, right? It's to like get this done so we can get to Taz and Shane Douglas. But like it can't be done until this, this is fixed. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the one thing that I will say about the ramp spot, <laughs> I think the craziest thing about it is how just nonchalant it happened. Like there's no yeah. build up to it at all. It just fucking happened. And they're like through the fucking ramp. And it's just like shit's so fucking dangerous. Also, like, <laughs> why does the why does the ramp when they go through it? It looks like it's made out of fucking cardboard and fucking yeah. like paper. paper. And yeah, I'm like, like, how the fuck has it stood the whole time? Like, what kind of mm-hmm. weird trickery shit are you doing? And then how do you guys like, know this is the right one? Because I feel like any other one, it would have been a dead spot. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Could you imagine yeah, landing with really all your have... body weight? Just trying to like go through it and it doesn't go. Oh, yeah, king really of the ring. Too much more to add, except for I wish I was fucking there for that. Y'all missed <laughs> out on one thing that stuck out to me, and it was Joey Styles combating uh, Shane Douglas when he's like screaming about the ropes. Joey Styles just goes, "Well, that's your opinion." It was such a fucking funny comment, dude. It's such a funny comment. He's just like, he was reaching for the ropes. Because you and know Joey's Joe like seven, he takes seven yeah, steps he's like, away from the table. And he's like, that's all you, buddy. That's, I don't that's, know. That's, that's your opinion, I guess. <laughs> like, it was such a funny comment, dude. It made me laugh so hard. Um, yeah, the monitor, he launched the shit out of it. And I'm glad that you said something about those fans. I was like, he just threw that into people. Like, he just launched yeah. that well, bitch into people. There's fans under him. And then there's fans that are, like, stacked up on, like, a little That's higher platform. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they and all turn because he's freaking the fuck out. Those people, like, are y'all fucking okay? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, that was scary. That's just like, yeah. he's an angry man. Let's you know what type of man you're dealing with. Dudes are Dude. jacked. <laughs> Dudes are fucking we jacked, get... bro. <laughs> After that, we get Joey Styles. Cutting a promo, I guess, on the Dudleys. I uh, boiled down to how can he remain impartial in the next contest? The Dudleys make him sick to his god damned stomach. The Dudleys come out at no music and buh, buh. Has to cut a promo, of course. Sign Guy Dudley has a sign that says Real Sunday Night Heat, and that's so sick. <laughs> yeah, loved it. Buh, buh. Says that he. Devon and Big Dick are the three toughest men in professional wrestling, and that they challenge anyone in the WWF, anyone in the WCW, and anyone in the ECW locker room as well. Bro, they got some heat. <laughs> then you get Mark's Fear Bubba on a sign from Sign Guy Dudley. Uh, and you get a small glimpse of the Bubba uh, crowd shit talk that would almost start a fucking riot in the next year, uh, where he's like, he said something like, too bad I was fucking your mom last night dude and it was so random too he's like cutting a normal promo and he just stops and he's like hey i fucked your mother last night it's so sick he's like yeah you fat fuck you're gonna need that crutch if you come in here like he just starts on people like that dude's like by the entrance and he's like fuck you fat guy and he's like right out dude he's like my name's dan i've just been here bud i'm coming back for the bathroom literally bigger than that kid and you're like what's you gonna do fat boy like come on man god oh wow you ready you ready for the gertner promo man this nigga joel just read it casey because i don't have you to have it written down is it hot my notes are almost done my notes are like right (laughs) this is about all i got to Is it hot in here or is it just me? Well, well, well. Dayton 
Canton, Ohio. Amazing where people can live these days. It is I, the man your mother warned you about, the man that makes your panties moist, and the only man that matters. Hotter than a heat wave, harder than ch- harder than Chinese algebra, the quintessential stud muffin, myself, Joel. I always leave them sore, yet they keep coming back for more. Gertner. Gertner. Yeah, that shit's rough. Can I just say something? When he, dude, I died before he even finished. When he said Dayton, Ohio. It's amazing where people can live nowadays. That shit fucking killed me. <laughs> Cause it's like it's like such a fucking jab. But it's like it's city heat, dude. You but want it's like, easy fucking It's heat, like man. it's not even like right this there. city sucks. He's just like amazing where people can live. Like, ugh, like it's like <laughs> It's one of those like You chose to live here? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um Oh wow. He's a guy that doesn't even need to get that city heat, yet he does it all the time. On purpose. Yeah. Dude, it's good shit, man. <laughs> uh, you get the Dudleys, which is Buh, Buh, Devon, and Big Dick Dudley with Joel Gertner, Sign Guy Dudley, and Jeff Jones versus Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman, and Little Spike Dudley. I'm going to read you the notes that I have. This is all that I have. This wasn't the worst match. or This was the worst match on the card, but it still wasn't bad, especially considering what we've watched on this podcast before. Poor Spike, man. He got the absolute living piss beaten out of him constantly, and this was no different. Cortland, if you have notes, that's all I got. So where it ends. Uh, this match is just what it is, man. It's a Tommy Dreamer six-man tag match. You get a whole bunch of just dumb spots. Bunch of dumb shit. Make sure I go through the crowd. Make sure I get some type of sympathy. Three nut shots. You know, same old fucking hang my nuts on a guardrail. Hit me and crotch me on a guardrail. Have Spike dive off of a ladder and um, right on all y'all. That was the coolest spot of the whole the match. The best part about this entire match is Spike drinking beer and Joel being like, he can't drink that much. He's going to be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and then like they cut to fucking Spike and he's like, with his fucking beer in his hands, his weird cocked face. Like, other than uh, that, this fucking dog shit. I do have a, I do have a bit of this written down for like the actual spots for this match. So I'll just read for what I have. Um, Dreamer gets hit with a driving senton uh, from Bubba. However, Spike gives Ray an ass drop on the ladder. Opens door for Dreamer's team. One by one, they put each each Dudley in the tree of woe. Even Gertner meets his fate by the referee. Uh, it's like a drop Tom kick with a chair, Kennedy. right? Yeah, drop kick with a chair. Uh, I love Joey Styles' call here. He says that poor bastard John Finkin. <laughs> I mean, I just love that he always calls him a bastard because he always is put in these ridiculous six-man matches that, like, there's never a tag. There's no fucking rules. And it's like, that poor bastard. He's got to go He's just just exhausted. (laughs) He just gets beat up all the time for nothing. Um, So I really love that call. Um, Jeff Jones does a pile driver on a blow-up doll that... uh, Makes Tommy Dream mad, and he does because it looks because it looks like uh, fucking Beulah McGillicuddy. It's be, it's probably because it looked like a flight attendant. Um, yo, yo, sorry. Yo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Big Dick, Big Dick Dudley stops the nonsense. 
He drops Tommy on the ladder with total penetration, is what the na- the move is called. Dick wow. also pulls Spike Flight attendance and total penetration. Holy fuck. Dick also tosses Spike through a table when Spike attempts an acid drop. That looked wild. Uh, Sam Why did he throw him through that table like that? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Sandman takes uh, Dick out with a cane, but Bubba, Bubba answers uh, with a chair. Uh, Bubba Ray continues with a splash, but he misses the one for the ladder. And Dreamer capitalizes with a DDT on the ladder for the three. Uh, at the end of the match, they set up three ladders, different sizes, and they stand on them. New Jack comes out, does his typical hit you with every single item I have in this trash can. Um, I'm a piece of it kind of It kind of fit perfectly at the end of this. It almost fit perfectly at the end of this, though. It had to. But, like, you knew it was coming. You had the run-in in the parking lot. They needed help in the end. There's too many Dudleys. There's the sign guy. There's fucking Jeff Jones. Dude, there's just so much. New Jack did exactly what he said. It's your gimmick Y'all fest. Y'all jumped me in the fucking parking lot. Cortland, how, how does I'm it... fucking kill you. How does it feel knowing that in, in Ohio in 1998, what the people wanted was New Jack to finish off the pay-per-view? That sounds like some Dayton, Ohio shit, honestly. It like, sounds like Ohio as fuck. Like, imagine <laughs> being like, imagine being Paul Heyman now and looking and being like, where should I put this? Dayton, Ohio. That's the fucking place. That's not a thing, man. Who the fuck's gonna like it? Ohio. Ohio. Uh, I gave this match two and a half stars. Probably should have gone lower. Um,. But hey, man, it is what it is. It's your typical Tommy Dreamer spot fest. Too many gimmicks needed. Um, it just feels like anytime you have one of these matches, if it's not for Spike Dudley and Devon, it goes to shit. Um, I love the way that Bubba takes Spike's acid drops. He like always leaps after like the second step or third step from it. And it always just makes it look so much more devastating. Uh, Spike does look great in this match, as always, gets his ass whooped, but he always makes it look extremely convincing. Uh, you get your face interaction with the crowd at the end. Tommy Dreamer cuts some fucking dumbass promo. Can't remember what he says. Uh, but yeah, you get the three of them on the ladder. You get Sandman, uh, New Jack, and Dreamer on the ladder. You got Spike Dudley walking around doing his punk dance thing um crowd goes home decently happy i imagine uh this isn't exactly where i would have placed this on this card but hey man you gotta do what you gotta do uh you know pat pat what you got okay i went three stars only because uh i mean i felt like i was going high on everything else and i was like i'm not gonna just be an asshole about this match I feel like if you're going to throw it, you know, every ECW event has to have a Tommy Dreamer fucking pep rally. I feel like it should have been in the middle of the card, maybe not the end, but that's just me. My favorite part about the match, low-key, was New Jack coming in. I didn't feel like anything else fucking made sense. <laughs> I just felt like there's a bunch of shit going on. But the one thing that made, did make sense was New Jack coming in, getting revenge after getting jumped in the fucking parking lot. Um... I feel like I watched Sandman stab someone in the face at some point, but maybe I was tripping. Allegedly. It, well, he's a, fuck, who the fuck is it? Is it Bubba? 
or it might be spiked. I don't know. Somebody's laying on the ground. It's before they do the stop sign, fucking golf club fucking spot oh, where he God. has to golf up. But he gets on top of homie, and it looks like he stabs him in the face, or at least hits him in the face with, like, something. It's just a lot of shit, man. I gave it three stars as a gentleman um, just because I thought it was that shit was cool because I fucking lost it when Nijia came down, even though I knew that was going to happen. I, like, you know, like you get some revenge on the white dudes that jumped him in the park. That just felt, it made me feel proud. <laughs> the one thing I'll add uh, to mine real quick uh, is that, like I said, Tommy's matches are always like just the gimmick bullshit, yeah. and the, and every oh. event that we will ever cover, I will say this is my carny match of this event, and that's what it is. The coolest spot in this match is a ref spot, yeah. where a ref hits somebody in a tree of woe holding yeah. a chair. Mm-hmm. Like that is some that if that is not the most carny bullshit that you can put in 1998 in your main event. Hey, man. Question. I don't know what else. So that's that's my carny match Question. of the night. Yes. Is the Sandman uh, video ECW spot, is that what's happening in the intro? Is that what that is? When they when they come out, I feel like Sandman does the, the video spot with the fucking thing. He turns his fucking bleeding and shit and turns his head and looks at the crowd all menacingly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, was... they probably take that one because it's probably, like, the less, like, he bleeds enough, but it's not over the top, so they probably start yeah. using that one after a while. Cause, not like, like CM Punk tonight. I mean, there's been a couple times where Sandman's fucking bled a shit ton after, yeah, like, two beers. But, like, he yeah. bleeds just enough after, like, the first one that I think they probably start using that one in their tapes for a while. Like, this is good. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, an adequate amount of blood. Casey, yeah. I already know what the fuck you're going to say, so I'm going to go first, two and three quarters, thought it was fine, got in, <laughs> got the fuck out. It didn't last 35 fucking minutes like I thought it was going to, so I was happy with it. New Jack, what a guy. Y'all are bigger men than I am. I'm petty as fuck. Uh, here we go. Half a star. Uh, so before the match started, I rated it a quarter. Um, by the end of it, I gave it three quarters of a star. I fucking do not wow. care about these matches at all. Wow. And it's not even carny bullshit or the gratuitous violence or whatever. I fucking do not like Tommy Dreamer. I don't give a fuck yeah. about him. I think Sandman's fucking overrated his balls. The only Very person in this entire match that I care about is Spike. So, like... Hey, Devon Dudley. Okay, Devon Dudley's fine. But, like, unfortunately, his half-brother's wearing a fucking Confederate flag on his fucking head and didn't think They're to stop him. You know? Like... They're half brothers, dude. It's not a big deal. His half was in the Confederacy. Oh man, this is bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> which <laughs> which November half? remembers next week. <laughs> oh oh man. man, this is bad. This is bad. This is not good. God. This is fucking bad. Bad. This is bad. <laughs> Every fucking week, Pat. You can't just go one goddamn week without this bullshit. And that's all we've got this week. We're fucking canceled, dude. <laughs> do you have anything else that you wanted to add to your fucking nah, I, don't, I just don't fucking care I just All right. well, matches. that was heatwave 1998 imagine the the, <laughs> the dichotomy here of you being like yes I wrote down every fucking move of every fucking moment in the whole match and then the next match you're like three quarter star dog shit get over like it's just crazy that that was like that's it you're trying to tell me that this should have been after e- even the fucking tag match 
the Tanaka awesome match or the fucking Bam Bam. Like, none of those should have been before yeah, this dog shit. should have been like the third match or something. This should have yeah. been before they fucking started rolling the pay per view. I would have put this in between the Lance Storm, Candino, and Jerry Lynn. And, um, so, like, at two? I would have yeah. put it as the second match on this card. Because it would also make sense. It's a little pick me up between. I mean, because both of those fucking matches are bangers to me. Yeah. So, uh, put them in between those, give them a breather. They probably would have gotten a bigger pop out of the crowd if you would have been able to separate your two technical sound matches for this card. Yeah. But, like, dude, overall, this card is fucking I still, great. I still can't get over New Jack and jumping. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the funniest things <laughs> in the world. Because hey, he literally is like. Camera spins and you just hear fucking tires, and then doors open. And he's like, "Shit, shit, shit!" Oh fuck! It's the funniest fucking thing. He's like, "Oh, you motherfuckers!" He just covers up and gets jumped. Yeah. No, Uh, this doesn't deserve its flowers, Mike. I'm sorry. I I I can't justify this fucking match anymore. Okay, well, <laughs> well, um, what's what's on the docket for next week? Well, goddamn, if y'all would fucking stop talking about Tommy Dreamer for a fucking minute, I would do it. Now you brought next, it up. Oh wow! Next week we have uh, ECW November to remember from 1998. It was uh, 11-1, November the first from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. We have Supernova and the Blue Meanie taking on Danny Doring and Roadkill. Are we at this point yet? We already we get, get Roadkill. We already get Roadkill and Danny Doring. Fuck yeah. Um, we get Tracy Smothers taking on Tommy Rogers. We have Spike Ooh. Dudley versus Mabel and Ulf Herman. Uh, oh, wow. That's going to be a What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Read that one back. We get, um, let's see. No, one more time. What was that match? <laughs> Spike Dudley versus Mabel and Ulf Herman. We get oh, Lance Storm versus Jerry Lynn. We get uh, the Dudley boys taking on Balls Mahoney and Masato Tanaka. We have Jake Roberts and Tommy Dreamer versus Jack Victory and Just Incredible. And then we have Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow, Chris Candido, and Shane Douglas. That's our card for next week. The fucking triple threat. But guys, I'm going to get us out of here. I have to go to bed. I have to be up in a few hours. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Up and Over podcast. Again, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, leave a five-star review. If you're listening on YouTube, down below, there's a subscribe button and a like button. Make sure you hit those. Tell your friends about it. We're here every week, every Thursday we upload. And uh, catch Cortland and I every Wednesday watching AEW Dynamite Live. Um, Upandoverpodcast.com for all your merchandise needs. Feel free to support us. We're going to Dallas sometime soon. So uh, until next week, guys, y'all enjoy your week, and we will see you back here wherever you find your podcast for ECW November to remember. Take care.